So welcome back to this week's episode of Thrive, Your Agency Resource. Today, the conversation is all about ensuring peace of mind for digital agency owners. And I am thrilled to talk about this more in depth with Brent Weaver. You may know him as the founder and CEO of You Gurus, which is essentially a business training and education company specifically for digital agencies. Um, he also hosts the Digital Agency Show podcast, which you may be familiar with. And he's one of the brand ambassadors or Mavericks for Cloudways, which is a managed cloud hosting company. We're going to get into all of that today. Brent, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Kelly. So, um, you know, the thing is in COVID, right? Um, we're what, nine months into it now. What I'm seeing from my end is that there are a lot of agency leaders who have literally just started saying yes to everything, right? Their clients are needing all sorts of things that are sort of in or out of their wheelhouse. They're saying yes to them because they're worried about where revenue is going to come from. And while we understand it, it's also kind of presenting some issues, both short-term and then going to present some issues long-term. So can you uh, talk a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. And I, I definitely don't fault anyone for no. saying yes to as many things as possible. And I think that, um, one of the things that we've told our clients is to, you know, first and foremost, protect your core business. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, that means ensuring that you've got revenue, cash flow coming in and making sure that, you know, bills are getting paid, that you're getting paid and the core business is, uh, is healthy. So I don't think that that's, um, I think if anything, uh, saying yes to everything in the short term is a solution to a problem, which is, you know, either fear of not having enough revenue coming in or, um, or actually not having enough revenue and kind of grasping uh, at anything. But I think Kelly, as you said, is creating a, a problem or will eventually create a problem when right. we start to feel a little bit of burnout, a little bit of uh, the lack of peace of mind uh, for, for agency owners out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so agency owners, you know, that when they are saying yes to some of these things, they're really just looking for, um, you know, project-based work. They're looking for anything that's going to come in. But the the holy grail is sort of this like passive recurring revenue, right? Like um, we, that's all, that's all, all any of us want, right? Um, but there are some critical issues to trying to do things that are outside of your wheelhouse in-house and trying to use your existing resources for just quite honestly, the things that they are not really skilled at. Um, and I know that you have sort of a, a horror story <laughs> that we could all relate to. I certainly could when, when you told it to me at first. Yeah, I think I mean, so we had, um, we had been running uh, hosting as part of our agency's business and we had said yes to that partly because we wanted that passive recurring revenue. We looked at it as an opportunity to, to make some, some income from hosting uh, that kind of automated credit card charge type revenue. Yeah. Uh, but also because clients I think came to us and asked us to host their websites. We were their web, their web guys or their web gals. Right. And I think a lot of people take that and they kind of just say, Oh yeah, I guess I should do hosting because I designed uh, their website. And there is actually a case for that. Mm -hmm. um, but it was, it was, uh, it was quite a while ago, but we had about 50 sites on a server and, you know, got a client call, Hey, our website's down. Oh yeah. I'll take a look at it. You know? Oh yeah. That website is down. And another, you know, phone rang again. I'm all on the phone with this client, right? Then another client's like beeping in my cell phone's starting to ring. And all of a sudden we're getting like 
just swamped with all these phone calls about websites and emails that are down. Well, turned out one of our servers' hard drives crashed. Uh, we had like a single server in a co-location uh, <laughs> environment, and uh, no, no, you know, RAID hard drives, no backups, no right. failovers, nothing. Right, and this thing was a beast. I mean, it had been online for probably going on like the better part of a decade and it had just run and we'd never questioned it. And yeah, we made some money on it, but it wasn't like massive money. I mean, we were pretty much charging commodity level rates, which means that we were kind of barely breaking even on uh, on this server. And then all of a sudden it goes down. So 48 hours of pretty much hell of, you know, trying to get this thing back up, looking at all of our old archive site files, trying to rebuild sites like that we didn't have updated sites for. Um, and we eventually got the server back up and running, uh, I'd say to 85%, like, you know, sites were like maybe three weeks old kind of thing. Like right, content wasn't right. like as new as it should have been, but it was pretty much back up. And I felt like I like went home and my head at the pillow and it probably wasn't three hours later, I got a phone call. My phone started blowing up again and I'm like, what is going on? Turns out RAM failure in this second server we got up and running. Uh, which basically just reset the clock. I mean, everybody came back to the office and uh, and had to get this thing up and running. And so that kind of like put a bad taste in my mouth about hosting. And I think a lot of agencies have experienced something uh, similar. At the time we had like one, I'd call him like, he was the sysadmin in our agency's team, but he was really a .NET developer. And he was kind of like the de facto, you know, hosting guy um, because, you know, he just knew the most in the office, but we really didn't have like a team in place. And we really didn't know what we were doing when it came to hosting, but we had that, I think we had the right intent, which was passive revenue, recurring revenue, maybe a little bit of diversified the right revenue. De the right desire, let's say. <laughs> yes. Okay. We had the right desire, but our, our game plan wasn't really great. And the problem with something like hosting is when, you know, when it's not crashing or going down, it is out of sight and out of mind. And that's something that you kind of stop to th you stop thinking about. And our clients don't think about it, right? They don't think about it when it is working. They just think about when it doesn't working. Right. And so, you know, every, you know, on a long enough timeline, if you don't have the right infrastructure in place and you're taking that money, it can cause all sorts of problems. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, I think um, every single one of us who have owned a digital agency for any period of time, we not only have that almost exact story, but we all have done the thing where, you know, you've got the one um, lead developer or uh, someone who just knows enough to be dangerous about, you know, information architecture, I'm sorry, uh, you know, um, web architecture and running the actual servers. And, you know, that's what we do to get by. Um, it's an early mistake. It's a common mistake. Um, I don't think that there's a single agency owner out there who hasn't done that or has some kind of story that's similar to that. So um, definitely, definitely understand it. When crisis hits like that, though, it's really in the depth of your the the diversity and the depth of your strategic partnerships, right? Because we really shouldn't be doing these things in-house. We should really, back to what you said before, stick to our core business services, what we're great at. Um, so, but those partnerships, you know, if they are strong, they become really critical in moments like this, moments where, you know, COVID, if 50% of your clients leave, but you also have that recurring revenue and a strong partner to manage that, um, that can actually be really, you know, a saving grace because people's websites, as you have said before, 
people's websites aren't going down just because of COVID, right? They're still up. If anything, they're even more critical now because people are spending more time online. So can you talk a little bit about um, the importance of the diversification uh, from those, from your experience? Yeah, and so at the time we, um, you know, initially we were like, screw this, we are never touching hosting again. <laughs> this was a painful lesson and we are, we are, we're never gonna do this again, right? So our initial reaction was actually to get rid of hosting as being a part of our business. So we started to actually push clients away from our company and said, hey, you're responsible uh, for hosting your website, which I think is also something that I see out there in the marketplace. Um, which I think has a good desire, as you said, right? To say like, I'm just not dealing with this, right? We're gonna find other ways to make recurring revenue. Mm -hmm. uh, but because we were still the companies that were building the websites and my clients had my cell phones, like we would put them onto like GoDaddy hosting and be like, oh, you gotta call GoDaddy for, for issues. But because we were the company that was building their website and my clients- They were gonna call you anyway. <laughs> they have my cell phone, right? They don't have CEO of GoDaddy's cell phone, right? Okay. So what we found was we actually pushed that money away and we still had the same problem, except now we had, you know, let's say, I mean, we were signing about 50 clients a year at this time. So we had, you know, 50 to 100 clients over a couple of years that were all on random hosts. And then they were all still calling us for all their problems. And so this created this like almost it was like a death by a thousand cuts, right? Yeah. Like we no longer had the revenue. Um, you know, we weren't diversified in that way anymore, uh, but we still had the problem. Now, you know, our stuff wasn't going, you know, if a, if a, if one host went down or one client site went down, I mean, the, the only benefit was that, you know, we didn't have 50 clients go down right. at, at the same time, but we, we, we decided to kind of change our tune. So we had about at the time, about 3% of our revenue was from recurring. I would say I, I didn't have the stability. I didn't feel like I had peace of mind. We really didn't have that diversification. So we said, look, let's put some effort into building up our recurring revenue. And the, the very base layer of that became the infrastructure, right? Let's, if our clients are going to call us anyways, let's at least make that a profitable part of our business. Right. Uh, and at the time we were charging our clients, you know, 20 bucks a month or something like that for hosting, right? Wow. On our shared servers. But they had our, they had my cell phone, right? So like, what's the value in that, right? Like I can pay GoDaddy eight, nine bucks a month, but I also don't have, you know, their cell phone. I'm calling somebody who has no idea who I am, all that kind of stuff. So we looked at it as kind of three different components in the recurring revenue side. We wanted to get our infrastructure straightened out and we had to have a partner that was not, like we decided we didn't have enough revenue to hire a full sysadmin team. We couldn't have you know, enough of the right people on our team to be able to do that. So we had to find a cloud-based partner to do that. Um, but our clients still had us as that like middle agency layer. So we right. decided, hey, you know what? We can probably charge $100 to $200 a month to be that kind of, hum not human layer, but uh, kind of a tr translator layer. Uh, where our clients didn't have to talk to sysadmins the directly. intermediary, yeah. The intermediary, right? Yeah, so we decided yeah. we could charge, you know, 100, 200 bucks a month. We called it WebCare. We bundled hosting into that. We had a really strong cloud hosting provider. We stopped doing any kind of sysadmin level hosting work internally. Mm -hmm. We relied 100% on our partner. So if a server went down, it was all of their responsibility. And we kind of played... Um, you know, crisis manager, right? We kind of would monitor them. We'd kind of figure out what was going on and we would keep our client up to date whenever issues like that happened. Mm -hmm. um, and then the the other layer on top of that though, that became really interesting for our business's stability was the ongoing maintenance and management of our client sites. Once we had a reliable infrastructure layer, 
that next layer um, became a really profitable part of our business where we were doing, you know, website updates, plugin updates, those types of things that aren't really like really that exciting, but it kind of keeps the trains running on time. And they're necessary, uh, right? Yeah, right. I mean, it's kind of like if you're, you know, somebody messaged me the other day about, you know, a client of theirs site got hacked because it had an outdated plugin. Like it's right. not that sexy, but it's like, it happens, right? And when it happens, like everybody feels it and knows about it. But I think what ended up driving the most recurring revenue for us was um, kind of that growth driven design layer where we went to our clients and started really working with them on strategic initiatives, helping them run campaigns and launches, mm -hmm. um, you know, building additional websites for them, microsites, that kind of stuff where one client would turn into 10, 20, 30, $50,000 a year in additional kind of growth revenue. And none of that would have been possible, at least for us, without really nailing those first two layers. Right. Absolutely. And your um, partner now is Cloudways. Um, I know that you recently joined them as a Maverick, uh, which is essentially like a brand ambassador, but you've been a client of theirs for some time. Can you speak a little bit uh, from your firsthand experience with them? Yeah. So, I mean, I've been in the, uh, the agency space now for 20 years mm -hmm. and I've been uh, kind of enamored with the companies in our market that really make an extra effort to um, to work with agencies directly versus the kind of direct to client uh, type of business where agencies are just kind of like a different type of customer. Right. And so when I saw Cloudways really making that move to support agencies as a unique type of client, because every you know agency might have, you know, they're not supporting one website. So if they have issues, they might have 30 clients, 40 clients, 50 clients, and they really need to be dealt with a little bit differently. And they probably don't need to have those like standard support channels. And so when I saw their moves going more towards that part of the market, um, it was really exciting. So we decided to move all our stuff over uh, to them. Um, and it's been cool because it's made us a lot more profitable. I think we cut our costs by about 70%. And, and I, I didn't wanna do that unless stuff performed better. Right. So I had my team uh, basically benchmark all of our sites beforehand. And, uh, and we actually experienced about a 2X lift on speed across all of our sites. So it felt really huge. good. Once we saw that, I was like, okay, we saved a bunch of money and stuff's a lot faster and they're making huge plays towards helping agencies. Uh, and so, you know, kind of approached them and said, hey, I'd love to help you guys, you know, get more people in our market to be aware of this because I think this could help them with that stability, with that peace mm -hmm. of mind, mm -hmm. um, everything we've kind of talked about in this episode. Yeah, and then as an added benefit that you didn't actually mention is that lift in speed is actually helping your clients from uh, an SEO perspective, right? Like Google loves <laughs> nothing more than a really super fast site. So that's, uh, that's great. That's an, a completely added benefit. I can't believe the 70% um, uh, increase in profitability. Did you, do you think that that's um, something that can be expected across the board? Or did you have a situation where you were just kind of um, admittedly overpaying with a previous provider? I mean, probably overpaying and probably some of us with, uh, you know, I still have some scars from that, uh, you know, that month I lost of my productivity and of my life. I You're mean, never going to get it back. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get that back, right? Uh, I wake up every morning and I, I put on that uh, that hosting crash t-shirt and I think, oh gosh, I got to, you know. But I think that um, there's probably some truth to that of wanting to make sure that we have a partner that we're paying for in case, you know, 
a lot of people say, you know, you don't pay for when things are good, you pay for when they're bad, right? right? And so I think we had that kind of experience and we wanted to make sure we had somebody that was going to make sure this was never going to be a problem for us again. And so we probably did overpay a little bit. Um, but that being said, I think that the WordPress managed hosting market has changed and evolved. And I think as an agency, I mean, most agency owners have, you know, maybe they have like 20% of their clients are like high performance websites that um, need to be on their own server. Right. They need to have like lots of infrastructure behind them, right? And so we not want to make sure we have a hosting partner that can help with that. But then there's that 80% of sites that like we don't necessarily need to have, you know, it's like a, a local restaurant or whatever that's getting a hundred visits a week, right? Which obviously we should be working to help them grow that, but right. um, you know, maybe they're not getting huge traffic. And so that's, I think, where there's an opportunity to create a lot of profit, assuming that you have a solid hosting partner. And so that's kind of where we looked at it, you know, the, the high performance sites, you know, probably about, you know, even in terms of profitability, because we had to create our own infrastructure there, but it's those sites that we could um, leverage a little bit more buffer on those where we saw a big lift. Yeah, cool. Um, now, Cloudways has uh, an actual formal agency partner program that they have in the works. I know there's like a waiting list for it right now, but um, can you, do you know uh, about that program? And can you tell me a little bit about what the specific benefits would be for agencies? Like if I still had my agency, why would I sign up for that? Yeah. So one of the reasons I joined as a Maverick was basically to go all in with their agency partner program. So it's, it's, uh, it's still in uh, kind of uh, early pilot. So they have a, a handful of agencies, a few dozen agencies that are in the program right now. And they're in the process of accepting additional agencies into that program. So if you do go and sign up, depending on when you listen to this episode, uh, you might have to join a short wait list, but mm -hmm. um, kind of the, the, the three big things, one is uh, priority support. So as I mentioned earlier, agencies need a different kind of support than your retail hosting support. So they have a few different channels, um, including Slack channels for some of their higher performance partners. So you, literally you've got uh, Cloudways on demand wow. for your agency. If you have an issue, right, you've got them essentially on live chat all the time through their Slack channels. Um, they also have kind of a growth program where they're going to help with co-marketing and also some discounts. So um, if you're actually joining their program, you can kind of, as I mentioned, right, we increased our profitability, um, partly because we were able to get better pricing on um, some of their cloud hosting and support. Uh, and then the last part is relationships. So you get a dedicated partnership manager, which is kind of your main account manager, if you will, right, where you can contact them, talk about what's going on with your clients. If you've got some big clients that you're about to sign, uh, maybe you've got some additional clients that are getting featured or need some kind of, you know, higher traffic, um, or you just need, you know, you see your agency growing and you want to be able to work with somebody uh, on their side. So you've got that a dedicated uh, partnership manager. And then you've got people like me on their Mavericks program. We're running some, uh, some additional training for those agencies that are in that partner program, some additional coaching and support um, to help them not only with the hosting and the, the tech stuff, but also to really help them grow their business, which is one of the things that I'm most excited about. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And it feels very, um, very support centric, like everything that you just mentioned, it's not it's not just about um, Cloudways just wanting to sign more clients. It really feels like they've thought it through and that they're really providing all of the things that historically have been pain points for digital agencies when they thought about, you know, maybe um, getting into bed with a, a partner like this to outsource their hosting. We actually, um, that's one of the things that when I, when I joined that project was, um, had already been, let's say 80, 90% completed. 
but I was blown away. Uh, Picha Neri, one of the other Mavericks, has been working with our team in this like intensive user experience research study. So they've been mm -hmm. talking to dozens of agencies within their network and doing interviews, um, proposing you know what those plans might look like, iterating them, testing them, doing more interviews, lots of feedback, right? They're like going really, really slow yeah. with the program right now. And I've been really impressed because a lot of people will be like, oh, we should make money on agencies, right? And they just right. like launch a discount code or they launch like, you know, a dedicated email address, but there's no real like background process on that. And so I've been yeah. really impressed by seeing what they've done to create this program. And I think there's a lot more in store with what they're offering. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it. Um, so if there are any digital agency owners or leaders out there and you're interested in checking out that partner program, um, you can just head over to cloudways.com forward slash thrive, and that'll take you right over to that agency partners page. Um, I think they're also doing uh, a discount if you're just interested in trying out the hosting, like you know, as a, a trial run or for maybe one or two sites, maybe for your own site, maybe for um, a new client. And so if you just enter Thrive as a promo code at checkout, you'll be able to get an exclusive discount. Um, I obviously am going to put all of that in the show notes if you didn't catch it. But um, Brent, thank you so much. I mean, this is, I think this is incredibly valuable, not only in general in support of agencies and growth and, and stability, but also as we're all sort of navigating this new normal, right? And so having these really strong partnerships that can add to our growth, add to our recurring revenue, like nothing more important than that right now. Um, so I just want to thank you for all that you're doing as well. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. This episode has been brought to you by Workamajig, the number one creative agency management software. Show notes at thrive.workamajig.com. Find out how your creative agency can become more productive and more profitable. Schedule your demo at thrive.workamajig.com.